shaken. It's four wins in June here. We're back. Today is the opening day of the free agency. It starts today at 6 uh, p.m. Eastern, so we have a lot to look forward to. Yeah, so today is when the teams are able to start communicating with the players and talking to them and giving them their pitches. But uh, the contracts won't be signed until July 1st. So technically that's when free agency opens. But thanks to Twitter and Woj and Shams and all them, free agency opens today. And I, I guarantee you at 6 p.m. Eastern, we're going to get a flurry of tweets about players signing because tampering is a thing. It happens. It's going to happen this year. And I guarantee you there's five or six deals already done. Yeah, I would agree too because there's not a lot of free agents on the market and the free agents that are are you know tied to their teams for a while. I feel like the big mm-hmm. names, like at least for Draymond, and you have, I guess you have Kyrie, but Harden Harden's already had some stuff come out. But yeah. we want to get to that. But before we had a fun uh, thing yesterday. It was the match, uh, the golf tournament between Stephen Clay, the Splash Brothers, and Kelsey and Mahomes, the football brothers. I guess <laughs> the uh, greatest duo in the NFL right now. Undisputed, uh, now that Gronk and Tom Brady are retired, it's not even close. Yeah. Um, honestly, I expected Stephen Clay to kind of blow him out. Like I didn't think it was going to be close. But Mahomes proved me wrong. Mahomes is a good golfer. Like yeah. He's got a nice swing on him. Yeah, I, I, was, I knew that Steph would be the best player, and I felt like he was. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely Clay that kind of carried them down. And then their short game was just terrible when, yeah. like, Steph and Clay, they were hitting fairways while Mahomes and Kelsey were hitting opposite fairways. Like, mm-hmm. if you played a real course, like, I guess that's a real course, but if you played, like, a course where you hit it off and you're out of bounds, like, yeah, yeah. Steph and Clay would win that easy. But Mahomes and Kelsey, I was impressed with their short game. Like, chipping, they mm-hmm. always hit it within, like, five feet. And yeah. then putts, they sank them all, and that's what Steph and Clay couldn't do. So, Yeah, I mean, but, Steph and Clay, they didn't even win a hole, did they? They tied uh, a bunch, no, but they, they won one hole, yeah, because they had that putt that they made. That was for a tie, I thought. Well, that one was for a tie, but it was one after. It was like the little putt, like that Mahomes and Kelsey missed, and they pushed it to one more. There was there was one to tie, mm-hmm. and then there was the next one. Okay. They had to win, and they did. Yeah, and then they they missed the next one. But anyway, yeah. that's Brutal. your little golf an- analysis for you on that. Yeah, we were talking about. We want to see more of it. I know Jason Tatum's a big golfer, so if he ever gets on the match, I'll be stoked to watch that. Make him bring Blake Griffin on. Blake Griffin recently hit a hole-in-one. That's true. Um, posted on his story, so maybe a little JT and Blake action against Stephen Clay. Yeah, yeah. Well, pretty fun. Maybe we have to switch out Clay for Draymond. Or, <laughs> or if Iguodala. If Iguodala resigned, like... I think Draymond had the perfect role yesterday. He got drunk, and he talked a lot of trash and defended Stephen Clay. Yeah. Which, aside from the drunk part... Has been his role for pretty much the last <laughs> ten years with the Warriors. Yeah, and it was funny on Von Miller there too. Like yeah. he had one from each side. They're they're just smart. They know how they know what the people want and yeah, and they gave it to us. TNT gives it to us. So. Yeah. So need need more of the matches. It's a lot of fun to watch. But we'll get into the actual NBA news. Um, there was one big trade, uh, or it was really small trade when you talk about compensation. The Atlanta Hawks gave up John Collins for pretty much nothing. They gave up John Collins for Rudy Gay and a second-round pick. Yeah, and it's been talked about John Collins being traded forever, I feel like, ever since they, the Atlanta Hawks tweeted the uh, <laughs> MVP and future MVP. But uh, I think for the Hawks, it's just 
you know, getting rid of the, the, the cap space that John Collins takes. And they're looking to, I don't know if they're looking to fully rebuild, but they're definitely looking to change things up because mm-hmm. of their new ownership. Yeah. You want to know who's responsible for screwing up the Hawks? It's Ben Simmons. Because Ben Simmons had that whack job of a playoff series against them, which allowed the Hawks to make the conference finals, which they shouldn't have made, which made the Hawks think they're a good team when they are not. And so they overvalued their assets like John Collins, and then they uh, went on this run for like three years, and they're like, why do we keep losing? It's because they overvalued because they thought they were a good team when they weren't, all because Ben Simmons crapped the bed in the playoffs. That's true. Yeah, that's an interesting interesting insight there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, John Collins, he's a good player. He's just like you're not going to win with Trey and Collins. Like you need more. You're not going to win with Trey as your main piece, no. I don't think. So. You're not. And the Jante Murray fit is weird. I don't really yeah. like it. Like you don't, you can't have two ball-dominant guards like that. Dejounte is a good defender, but like they don't mesh that well. I like the Clint Capella thing, but then they kind of like starting to kind of push him out of the rotation. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if either Trey or Murray get dealt. Yeah, like wouldn't wouldn't shock me at all. So there's but, been there's been talks about him going to L.A. Yeah, Trey Young. Right, so. We'll see what happens. Uh, but the John Collins fit on the Jazz, I honestly really like it um, because it's a low risk asset you're taking in. If he has a good start of the season, you can flip him at the trade deadline because John Collins, although he's been in the league for seven years already, he's only 25. Mm-hmm. Like he's entering his prime. So he could have a, like yeah. a Laurie Marketing type of jump where he gets the right fit, right system, where they trust him and give him the, t- the touches he needs, and suddenly he can be a good player. So maybe they can flip him out of the deadline for actual assets, unlike the, the Hawks did. Um, also, I think the Jazz have an opportunity to go massive now. Like you can start a lineup with Laurie Marketing at three and run Laurie Marketing, John Collins, and Walker Kessler. Kessler yeah. Be a huge lineup. That would be yeah. They definitely have their front court figured out. Yeah. Their back court not so much. But Yeah, they got Colin Sexton and yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And uh that rookie. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Jazz they're not although my brother in law, Michael, who we had on the pod, was telling yeah. me that the Jazz don't even have their first round pick this year. They it was dealt in the Mike Conley trade when they acquired Mike Conley the first time. Oh. And so there you go. Wow. Yeah. And so they don't have the first-round pick. So he was like, why would the Jazz tank this year? They have no reason to be tanking. That's true. So maybe we see the Jazz make a little run and try to make the playoffs. The plan. I, I don't yeah. know if they will make the playoffs. I don't know if John Collins is that X-level factor that can push him over. But who knows? Maybe Trader Danny's not done yet. Yeah, maybe. he got some more tricks up his sleeve. Maybe. We'll see with the with the Jazz. I, I, I like how you said uh, trade him. Uh like you, when in doubt, you could trade them in the season. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of players that I feel like that fit that category that we'll, I feel like we'll see get traded this this season yeah. just because of the new CBA and all that stuff. I feel like the trade deadline will be mm-hmm. will be more more action for sure. Yeah, I think this is the awkward. It's like the teenage uh, year right now for the NBA, where like the new TV deal is like right around the corner, and all the players can see it, and they're like. Man, if only I was a free agent during that time, I would get paid. When they're kind of like, kind of figure out that wiggle room so they can become a free agent then, so they can get paid. Um, but also, the trend of the free agency right now is 
being linked to the Houston Rockets because the Houston Rockets have $60 million in cap room right now, which no other team has more than 30 I think. So everyone's like, hey, uh, let's go be interested in the Houston Rockets, quote-unquote, um, so they can raise their stock and raise their value a little bit so other teams have to overpay a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and speaking of the, the Rockets, uh, James Harden, there's been speculation of trades. I'm not sure if yeah. it's to the Rockets now, but you know, former former Rocket Harden. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also the Clippers and the Knicks are interested. Yeah. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? I think I so, think you would go to L.A. Like, yeah, I <laughs> I thought for sure he was going to Houston. Like, I thought that was a done deal. Yeah. Um, but I saw actually yesterday. Apparently, Jalen Green was on the Paul George podcast which is ironic the Clippers are the destination for him because Jalen Green said some things where he's like, yeah, I think it would help but also hurt us if James Harden came here. Just kind of wishy-washy about it. Apparently James Harden did not like those comments because James Harden kind of took Jalen Green under his wing. And so I think that kind of offended James to the point where like, all right, I'm not going to Houston. Like, screw that. But then obviously yesterday he opted into his player option, so he's getting paid around $36 million this next year. And he has told the Sixers, I want out. I want to get traded. So he's got, his time in Philly is over, it seems like. Um, and I think the Clippers are a good fit for him. They have enough pieces. They backed out of the Malcolm Brogdon deal, which still pisses me off. So they still have Marcus Morris, Norman Powell, and all these other guys that they could throw out the Sixers and see if they can make an offer. Um, but we'll see what happens. If I was the bet, I would say the Clippers, but... I don't think that pushes them over the edge in the West. Just because no, I don't think yeah. James Harden is that good anymore. But it'll be an interesting trade. Yeah. Uh, my my dad was saying if we could have held on to Poole still, if we got Harden instead. No, of no, no. You do not want James Harden on the Warriors. I'm just saying. We had we have Chris Paul now. I mean, Bro, if now we're just saying, Jordan Poole pissed off Draymond. Now we're just saying anyone from the Rockets that, that era. If Jordan Poole pissed off Draymond, what do you think James Harden would do to Draymond? Yeah, I know, I know. I was I was telling him, I was like, yeah, I think I'd rather have uh, Paul because I know what to expect from Paul. Like, I know I'm going to get probably like eight points a game, but like 10 assists and mm-hmm. you know, a couple rebounds. But with Harden, I don't know what to expect. If he dishes out 10 assists, that, that's high for Chris Paul, I think. Well, like if he comes always, off the bench. he's. Well, I'm just saying he's always averaged like around that number in assists. You look it up. It's probably like eight or nine, but but it's I'll say ten round, is up, like to, round up to league. ten. But anyway. Last year he averages average nine. Yeah, okay. So not, not that off. But with my point is with Harden, I don't know what to expect. Like, oh, he could drop 40. Oh, he could drop five. Yeah. Like, the inconsistency with Harden and, like, how he's been over the years and how ball-dominant he is. I mean, Chris Paul is ball-dominant, but he'll, like, he orchestrates offense. Like, Mm -hmm. Harden, he just dribbles for 20 seconds at the top and then does something the last four. So, I mean, mean, James Harden has best years with Chris Paul. Yeah. So maybe Chris Paul can have his – have Steph have his best years at age, what is he now, 30, 33? or something, yeah. yeah. So maybe you can see a Steph MVP this year. Who knows? Maybe. But anyway, I thought that was funny. With, yeah. With, would you have Harden or Paul at this point? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, oh, right Chris now, Paul, 100%. Yeah, I mean, he's Just because <laughs> I can trust Chris Paul to be a adult. Yeah, yeah. I can't trust James Harden to be an adult. He'll, he'll be in Vegas. Yeah. Um, but – 
James Harden, we'll see what happens to him. I'm sure something will happen probably within the next week. Yeah. I'm sure the Clippers and the Sixers will talk once free agency opens, see what they can figure out. Um, but another big tra- signing extension happened yesterday. Harrison Barnes, one of Dana's favorite ex-Warriors, oh, yeah. um, signed an extension with the Kings. Kind of an overpay. Yeah, three years, $54 million. Like, I, I said this last season, like, the Kings, they need to get rid of him. Like, he's been on their team for a while and has just been that veteran guy. But to get to the next level, you need to have a, a way better third, like, wing player. Yeah. Like, 3 and D wing players are, like, really valuable right now. Like, mm-hmm. that's what everyone needs. You have Wiggins, you have Bridges, yeah. you know, like, KD. But just, like, all these players who are lengthy. And I feel like, like... Those are the three wings you think of? I don't know. Tatum, Brown. Like, I could just. LeBron? LeBron, sure. I I was just throwing some out. You think of Wiggins? I understand Wiggins because you're a Warriors fan. But Bridges is the second name you think of? I don't know. I'm just. Well, I was saying Bridges was in trade. I would think LeBron and KD, first off. But I can't trade for LeBron or KD. But anyway, sorry. That's why my brain went because Bridges is talked about as a free agent. Okay, okay. So, I don't know. Well, Brown too, maybe, but I don't. Well, yeah. What if they took Brown? That would be sick. Hey, man, if they want to give us Fox, De'Aaron Brown. Fox, no, they, they would give you like Monk or something, and a bunch of picks. <laughs> you think we would trade Jalen Brown for Malik Monk? <laughs> I don't know. You're crazy. <laughs> well, yeah. Don't they have to re-sign Monk? Speaking of Monk, yeah, I think they have to re-sign him. He'll probably want a bag. Yeah, so it's twenty like, point per game, game score off the benches pretty worth it so yeah so it's like he's they're, young they're just gonna run it back and same yeah. team like I well i think they'll get over if it. it's according to kendrick perkins uh, they may be in the market for draymond green so yeah yeah but after this harrison bard signing i doubt it i think after this uh the the match we know he's coming back <laughs> <laughs> if draymond doesn't come back after the match That'll be one of the funniest things ever. Well, it's so dumb. It's like they see like Draymond with LeBron in Paris, and they're like, "Oh, he's with LeBron. He's gonna go to the Lakers." It's like, and then no one says anything yesterday. He's with Stephen Clay. He's gonna go. Back. It's like my favorite quote from Steph was, "He was like, all right, if you guys ever want a sneak peek into our locker room, this is it." Yeah, yeah. And it's just Draymond being a clown. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, yeah, they're not. They're not going to leave. But anyway. they, he's not going to leave. No, no, no. Unless some magic happens and LeBron forms another super team and gives them a call and says, hey, we need you. Mm-hmm. But I doubt it. Yeah, yeah. Only way that's happening is LeBron comes to the Warriors, and I don't want that to happen. But no shot. <laughs> we already have Chris Paul now. It's messing with me. Uh, but, yeah, the Kings, I just wanted to, to throw that out there. Like, you're the same team, so. Yeah. Let's run it back with Sabonis. We'll see. I don't know if Sabonis is that guy in the playoffs. But, mm-hmm. but some other news that is positive or negative the way you look at it. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy and Jalen Green, uh, Rose, apologies, talking about Jalen Green earlier, have yeah. um, been let go from ESPN, to put it nicely. ESPN obviously going through some budget cuts. I don't think their network is doing very well because they kind of suck now. Because they have Doris Burke. And Doris Burke and Kendrick Perkins, which we'll talk about Kendrick Perkins here in a little bit. Um, but it just – I don't understand why ESPN doesn't look at the numbers and doesn't look at the feedback and think, hey, we're doing pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should 
change things up. Yeah. I, I mean, it's long overdue for Jeff and Mark. I mean, I'd rather have Mark Jackson be let go because he's just, like, what does he offer? At least Jeff offers some, like, insanity. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the best thing he said was when he was like, I think that they should have a award for most technicals or whatever, like, most complaining, and they should give it at the end of the year. <laughs> to the player who complains the most it's like he'll just say random stuff like that and yeah. I think he's pretty funny but we have Doris two. Burke openly cheering for one team yeah it's like, just strange like those two I'm hey. finally I'm glad that Jeff and Mark are split up we don't have to listen yeah. to those two goons anymore but if we if they let go of JJ Redick or Tim Lager I'm oh. gonna be very pissed yeah. those are the only two good analysts on ESPN yeah those yeah the two analysts and then the the only commentators that I like from them are uh, Mike Breen, of course, and Mark Jones. Yeah. Uh, smoking that Philly pack. So. Yeah, they're not bad. <laughs> and then you got, I honestly like Jalen Rose. I hope he gets another job, maybe at Fox and Undisputed or something like that. But I think he yeah, had that was good. O- that one was odd. Like the fact that they kept Kendra Perkins over Jalen Rose, it just feels weird. Yeah. I, I mean, their, their halftime show sucks. But the people that they have, like Stephen A., Wilbon, and Greeny, and, and then Jalen Rose. Rose, like – the people are great. They just need to, you know, actually have something that we look forward to at halftime. Yeah. They just need to give her a Stephen A. Like, like TNA, or TNT. Sorry, no, I was getting confused with Stephen A and TNT. Yeah. TNT, you know, like at halftime, like one staple that they're going to have is Kenny running to the board. Like, yeah. It's just like at ESPN, I have no, like, thing to look forward yeah. to. They, ESPN is just trying to copy everyone else, but they're doing it worse. Mm-hmm. They're trying to copy inside the NBA – they tried to copy the Manning Bros, the Stephen A's world. Yeah. And it's just Stephen A eating some food and yelling at the screen and not even watching basketball. It's just <laughs> Talking weird. Talking to random people. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, but, yeah, there, there's that ESPN take on you for you. Um, another thing, though, is Kyrie. <laughs> He's he, randomly linked to every team, it seems like. It's weird because Kyrie is like – it's reported that the Mavs are the only team that's going to offer him anything. And then suddenly it's the Suns are interested. The Lakers are interested again. The Clippers are interested. The Sixers are interested. The Heat are interested. And it's like, okay, I get it. Kyrie's a great player when he plays. And, like, I wouldn't mind having him on my team as a strictly basketball player. Yes. But he is bonkers. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And all these other teams are interested in him. And they're like, they can't afford him. No one has capacity besides the Rockets. To Rockets, another team that are interested in Kyrie, like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you there. Like, if it's just a basketball player, yeah, uh, you love Kyrie, but because of all the other stuff he does, like ruin the Celtics, he ruined the Cavs, he ruined the, like, well, I guess not, not the Cavs, but like the the. Yeah, he kind of forced LeBron out. Kind of, yeah. If the if Kyrie never left, LeBron may be still being Cleveland right now. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, Cleveland, Boston. Nets and Dallas not making the playoffs. Yeah. So that that was the best. It was like once once Kyrie got traded to the Mavs, you're like, oh yeah, they're gonna make yeah. it. And then they don't. And then you're like, well, whose fault is it? Obviously yeah. it's obviously it's not Luca's. Like he yeah. stayed there. But I, I remember it's it's the craziest one is the Suns. Like the fact that Suns fans think they can get a sign in trade for DeAndre <laughs> Aiden for Kyrie Irving is just insane to me at first but then also like why would they want it like it was, I shared the clip with Danon about I forget what his name is but he's on Fox and he was talking about the, the Suns big three and he's like 
We got the king size Snickers oh, is yes. Kevin Durant. Yeah. We got the snack size Snickers is Devin Booker, and we got the fun size Snickers is Bradley Beal. It's like they all do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And if you bring in Kyrie, it's just like another fun size Snickers. Yeah. Like you have four Snickers now. How many <laughs> Snickers do you need, Phoenix? Make sure you say Snickers. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, but uh, yeah, the like Kyrie rumors. Like honestly, I feel like he'll end in Dallas. Yeah, he will. Um, unless for some reason James Harden wants to go to Dallas and they sign and trade for him to Philly, or Miami goes because Miami's not getting Dame. Dame's never leaving Portland. I'm convinced. Um, so maybe Miami goes all in for Kyrie, which would be weird again. I don't know. It's just Kyrie's such a weird dude. Yeah. No. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with him. There's another another uh, rumor is DiVincenzo to the Knicks. Yeah. Which would make three Villanova players. All they're missing is Mikel Bridges, and then they're good. And they're good. They'll they got the whole back. championship squad from 2016. Which honestly, I love things like that. I love when friends get there because you saw how happy Jalen Brunson was when they traded for Josh Hart. He was ecstatic. Like, obviously, they're not that great of a duo. Like, they're a good duo, but they're not an NBA championship duo. But, like, they're just happy to play together. It makes for a fun team. It made the Knicks more fun when they had Josh Hart. Mm -hmm. So, like, I enjoy when friends team up. Yeah, and I feel like DiVincenzo is kind of the same player as Josh Hart as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're going to get two, you know, I guess three and D, but like three, like two hustle players mm-hmm. that will rebound and do the dirty work as a, at the yeah. guard position. So that's that would be interesting if, on that aspect if DiVincenzo yeah. went there. I don't know what the Knicks would be thinking there. Otherwise, despite the fact that they're teammates yeah. before. But. Now they can just flip jail, Julius Randle for something. That's true. Really golden. Julius Randle for Zion. Zion or if Paul Zion George played. maybe if he's well, available. Zion would be a perfect because he's in New York and yeah. there's tons of porn stars there. So <laughs> <laughs> it would be perfect for him. So yeah, maybe that's a new trade. Julius Randall and thrown quickly for <laughs> for Zion. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> okay. Um, and that's talking about the Knicks. It. Just don't spit in his mouth. <laughs> Enough talking about that. Um, <laughs> let's talk about a, a fun question. Who would you rather have in the prime? Derrick Rose, Russell Westbrook, or Kyrie Irving? So in their prime, as a strictly basketball player, Kyrie. I think, you know, he's the champion. He won that that series, like, going down 3-1. to one. It wasn't without LeBron's help, but both of them. And I think he's, like, in his prime, he's the best. That's that's all I have. Like Westbrook, great player. So is D Rose. I wish he never got hurt, but I think it's Kyrie. That's crazy. That's crazy. It, the obvious answer is Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose's peak was insane. That 2011 season was crazy. Man was unstoppable. Like there are very few players I've seen hoop as well as 2011 Derrick Rose. And so we're talking peaks. I, you yeah. gotta take Derrick Rose. I know. I don't know though. I I just Kyrie I, has a good peak, but that it's the difference between peak and success. Kyrie had good success in the finals, but Derrick Rose has the higher peak. That's true. I'm just saying, like as a basketball player, like I know Derrick Rose. Like I feel like his shot wasn't the best, 
it was like, it was good. It was good. And to add with his uh, playmaking like, and his, his explosiveness. explosiveness, yes, like, like his athleticism. But then I could gosh. say the same thing for Kyrie, like finishing wise. Like I I take Kyrie with the best of them. Like he's he makes yeah, he's, he makes it's tough close, shots. but like Derrick Rose was insane, man. Yeah, he yeah. was crazy. I know it's a good. I mean. Glad we're not arguing about Westbrook in there, but I mean, I love a, Westbrook. I think Westbrook is criminally underrated. I yes, think, yeah, in his prime, he was a fantastic player. I loved watching him play. But if we're talking Kyrie and Derrick Rose, like, yeah, it's not really a competition. So yeah, that that's that's an interesting debate. I like those sometimes. Another one I want to bring up is the the Big Perkins. Uh, his he made a list of the big threes in the NBA. And I'll just say them real quick, but then we can kind of say our big threes that we like. He has number five. It's Steph, Draymond, and Wiggins, not Clay. And then it's LeBron at four. So number four is LeBron, AD, and Reeves. And then number three is Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Middleton. And then two is Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., and Murray. And then number one is Beal, KD, and Booker. So first of all, I think he's getting some players confused on the teams who are better than others. <laughs> um, for yeah, Steph Clay and Draymond, that's your big three. Like Wiggins, he's great, but it's not the big three. And then with the Lakers too, like LeBron, AD, and Reeves. Like yeah. you're seriously throwing out Reeves there. I mean, who else would you put in the Lakers? Well, I wouldn't even put the Lakers on there because well, yeah, they're not a big like, three. <laughs> if you're gonna say the Lakers big three, who would you put? <laughs> I don't Angel know. Russell, probably Jared Vanderbilt, probably Russell. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. It's I. That's it's just like I agree. On. You don't put the Lakers on yeah, there, it's like but Austin Reeves is probably the third best player on the Lakers. Yeah, which is sad. Yeah, it's the Lakers aren't a good team. Yeah, and then and then even better. Well, probably not even better, but it's like Middleton. Come on. Like you got bounced in the first round, and you're, you're saying that you're. Hey, the Bucks are immune to slander. Okay, we we're not allowed to slander the Bucks. That's how the NBA works. That's yeah. Giannis, you're not allowed to slander him, no matter what, no matter what he does. No matter if he even though he's people. had disappointing playoffs after disappointing playoffs every year, it feels like, except for one championship, which was a fluke because everyone got hurt. COVID. Um, but we're not allowed to slander the Bucks, even though they got blown out by the eight seed and lost in five. Um, it doesn't matter. You know, I was saying to him. And then, and then even more, it's just that the Nuggets are number two. It's like they just won the championship with a big three. And they dominated. And they, yeah, it was like. They lost like four games, all playoffs. It was a gentleman's sweep. They swept the Lakers. And then, the yeah, the first two series were just like, yeah, you know they're going to win. It was like, yeah. I guess the Suns maybe, but. Anyway, to have the Suns above them and they haven't even played a game together. That's all I was going to say. It's like, how can you have the number one big three having them suited up together yet? Yeah. Like, that's baffling to me. Like, that's the same thing. Like, now now I'm saying, oh, I'll throw the Celtics there with Porzingis. They yeah. haven't even played. But I, 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 mean, I know that they're going to be better you than could the throw Bucks. Out, you could throw even, like, discounting Chris Ross Porzingis. You could throw out Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Derek White. And I would take them over the Lakers or trio. The Lake, yeah. And uh, I don't know about the Bucks. It'd be I'd close to the Bucks. Because Middleton, <laughs> Middleton ain't that guy. Yeah. I would, and then you got to switch up the Warriors. You got to put Clay in there over probably Draymond at this point. No. Wiggins is probably the third best player. Well, they're just three 
the three players. Like, it's Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Like, those are the core, and that's how right. they've won the championship. Either way, like, yeah. you, put, you put one of the – you put Clay in there, and you have to. Yeah. So I'd probably go Denver at one, and then it'd be close. So you have, like, Denver at one, then you have Boston, Golden State, and Milwaukee in, like, that second tier, like, two through four. Well, I, I'd put the Suns above Milwaukee. I, I give I give it to them. I'd give it I, to them. I just don't three. think the Suns are gonna be that good. I know the team's not gonna be that good, but they're three like those three players are good. I, don't know. I think Giannis and Drew Holiday alone is gonna be better than the yes. Suns trio. Yes, like so it's like we're looking at big threes, but it's like, like you could put Brook Lopez over for Chris Middleton. I'll take yeah. him over the Suns. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but like, like we're saying, we're looking at big threes, but it's yeah. really in essence, it's big twos. Mm-hmm. Like it's Jokic and Murray, right? Yeah. They won. It's LeBron and AD. It's Giannis and, and Drew. Drew. And then it's Celtics, Jalen Brown. Yeah. So it's like it's two players. It's We're not in the area of threes anymore. No. It's either you have two great players and a great team or you have, you know, four or like four really good players and then kind of a crappy bench with what the, what the Warriors have right now. So it's like yeah, kind of like that. That's the NBA net right now. It's not super teams anymore. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the one thing we agree on is Kendrick Perkins is tripping. Yep. As usual. As as per the this norm. Why, That's probably why ESPN loves him. He goes, yeah, he gets clickbait. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's working on us. But, yeah, just to wrap up the pod here, we got a couple other funny um, news and uh, things around the league. First of all, the new CBA was officially signed and delivered to the teams, even though it was agreed upon like four months ago now. It was a finally given to them, um, and it was the exact length was given to us as well. The Jedi. Do you texts. think it's over or under three hundred page? I bet you it's over because that seems like an interesting three hundred okay. page. How much do you think it is? <laughs> Probably like four hundred and sixteen. Not bad. The CBA is six hundred and seventy six pages long. So on. Two days before free agency. Who's going to read that? The Players Association and the NBA handed the, the league a 700-page document to read through that goes into effect July 1st. <laughs> Good luck to all the, the GMs out there. They're going to have to be wide awake, drinking their Red Bulls and the five-hour energies and coffees and doing it whatever because they got a lot of work ahead of them. You can them. thank lawyers for that one. You can thank CJ McCollum and Grant Williams. It was signed that terrible, terrible team. document, which will one of these days we'll have a pod dedicated to the CBA because it's terrible. Yeah. I'm sure more will come out now that it's finalized. Like I think it's finalized now that the in season tournament's coming in this next year. So we got lots to talk about there. I'm sure that I'll let someone smarter than me break it down. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll have we'll to give our reactions to it. We'll have to yeah get caught up on our knowledge for that one for sure. We're not. We're definitely not reading that. No, document. I'm not reading a 700 page document. <laughs> but uh, to end off the pod, something funny that's happening is there's a, an NBA Twitter user, um, one of those no avatar just burner accounts called the Amateur NBA Analyst. I don't know if you heard of him. Mm-mm. So yesterday, in the last couple of days, he's been uh, kind of going off on Twitter, and he gained a large following pretty quickly. Um, he's been calling out Woj and Shams, and and do and he's been breaking news early. Um, he called Beal to the Suns before it happened. He he called that Harden would opt in and demand a trade to the Clippers or Suns. He called Cam Whitmore falling in the draft. He predicted the entire top five in the draft correctly, 
And the last thing that hasn't happened yet is you predicted that Carlton Towns be traded to either the Mavs or the Suns. So he of his six predictions there, or five predictions, he four for five so far. That's that's pretty. But impressive. the thing is, he got thrown in Twitter jail, so his account got deactivated. Ooh. So Woj and Shams came a knocking, <laughs> and they took him out. They said, "We're we're the monopoly here." So I don't know if he's a legit source or not, but I mean, those are pretty big things to get right. That's true. Maybe, maybe he has the script. So Carnley Towns could be on the move, which I didn't think would be possible because of his contract. Yeah, but dude, how big is it? It's pretty big, right? It's massive. Yeah, it's huge. Well, I mean, the Suns they I mean, seem to get anyone they want. So. That's I mean, I don't even know if DeAndre Aiden's contract would cover it. Like, no. it's not big enough. You'd have to package something. Uh, they just put DeAndre Aiden and then whatever they have left in assets and then pay. Yeah. It'd be, I mean, they have no assets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, I, But the Mavs are interesting. Mavs I could see the Mavs. It. Yeah. Because um, they could do is like a sign and trade with, with Kyrie, get rid of him. Kyrie to the Timberwolves would be crazy. Yeah. Kyrie and Anthony Edwards. Yeah. And then Don, Doncic and Kat could work out because yeah. they, I feel yeah. like that's what, well, with Porzingis, if Porzingis was able to make shots and rebound, like, that would have worked out for, for Doncic, but he couldn't. And Kat, Kat's the, like, the best, I can, I can say he's the best big man shooter, like, three-point shooter. I know you like Al, but... Like no, I was thinking about Brooke Lopez, yeah. honestly. Um, yeah. But, like, just, like, off the dribble and stuff. Brooke Lopez shot, fascinates the me. The shots that he takes, he's he's the best big man shooter. But, yeah, that, yeah, that could be interesting for both teams. Yeah, so we'll get back to you if that happens. We may have to crown the amateur NBA analyst as the next big thing if we'll, he ever makes a comeback. We'll have to free him. Yeah, free the amateur NBA. Come on, Elon. Yeah. Get, get your work together. <laughs> Speaking of Elon, do you think that uh, fight's gonna happen? No shot. Elon versus Zuckerberg. No I shot. I think it will. They're they're both too rich to do it. They're too rich, but they want to. No, they won't. Happen. I think it's gonna happen anyway. <laughs> anyway, I think that's gonna do it for for us with the year of four wins in June. Lots of news, lots of random stuff. We'll come back to you next week, next Friday, after this week of free agency. We expect a lot of deals to be done pretty fast here because a lot of the players are, you know, highly coveted assets. So we should be well, looking to... Some of them are. Others of them are damaged goods. That's true. That's true. Bags of beans. <laughs> but <laughs> but anyway, that's going to do it for us. Four Wins of June. We hope you have a great weekend and a great week coming up. We'll see you.